Native Soil Fertilizer is an all-natural, locally sourced fertilizer. All ingredients are upcycled nutrients sourced within a couple hours drive from San Diego and sold in independent home and garden centers and co-ops. Come out to your local garden center and ask for Native Soil Fertilizer. If they don't have it, please visit www.upcyclingcompany.com forward slash shop and enter the coupon Urban Homestead for 20% off. Native Soil Fertilizer. No chemicals, no fillers, no kidding. Whoa. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Annie, Justin, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at laymans.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow, sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow, sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. Hi, everyone. Thank you again. For tuning in. Uh, lots have been happening since the last Happenings podcast, so we we'll hope to go over all the happenings as we can. Bring people up to date. <laughs> yeah, bring people up to date. Um, one thing we want to say is um, appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, uh, the downloads are over um, 1,100 a day, um, so we're really thrilled about the numbers and we appreciate that. So We must be saying something interesting. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, must be talking about something that people want to listen to. So that's great. So, um, yeah. So if you have any uh, feedback, we again like to hear from you so, so we can make the podcast better. So I guess Justin, you want to tell us, uh, start off, uh, there's a lot to talk about. So we're going to, so obviously <laughs> we're farmers, so we'll talk about the weather. Yeah. Favorite um, subject. Favorite subject. The East Coast is getting bombed. You see the flooding from yeah, Dallas to Kentucky and stuff. Michigan. <laughs> We're bone dry here, so uh, scarily bone dry. Since January. what? I would say since Christmas. Measurable rain. None. Yeah, probably. That's and, probably a safe bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got that one downpour, and that yeah. was about it. Yeah. I think we're oh, under no, two. Oh, that flash flood one. Yeah. And that was it. it. And it was, but we're was under it. two inches for the year. I think we got two inches then. That, <laughs> that was it. And that's two it. inches in one day. Yeah, basically. That's it. And two it's been hot and dry since then. Well, we'll talk about, now it's cold, but it was so hot and so dry. It was like 88, 80 to 88 degrees for like three weeks straight. We slept was, with the windows open at night. It was hot. 
doors open and during the it day. Was, it was uncom- like uncomfortably hot during the day. That was that hot. I, yeah, I was even, non, to, even non-farmers knew that was I wrong. I, I wanted mean, to start are, a hashtag, we was robbed in winter. Cause, hashtag, yeah, we was robbed. Cause it was, it was, it, I mean, it was beautiful, <laughs> but it was wrong. <laughs> we had the fruit. We had the fig tree sprouting out. We had the grape sprouting out. We had mm-hmm. pomegranate sprouting out. Um, a couple of, that was like mm-hmm. a month ago. Mm-hmm. It was unsettling. And, blue, and the blackberries are blooming. The guavas are sprouting out. Um, the citrus is bursting again yeah but people would say isn't it don't is this beautiful and but i would reply well, yeah it, it was, was beautiful, it was weather, beautiful but it was wrong it was it was like you knew unsettling. inside yeah something this is wrong this is wrong you kept saying i mean yeah, it was in the middle I of mean, january you just i think like, i was bragging on the last one i said moved over to tomatoes and mm-hmm, peppers and yeah. cucumbers mm-hmm. so i planted a bunch of tomatoes i think it was the last week in january i planted tomatoes in the soil blocks put them in the greenhouse and they came up and they're beautiful and then I then I got greedy and I started doing cucumbers and I was gonna buy peppers well I got some peppers on the south side of the wall um that thing so but why we why we were concerned because first of all our rainy season's up to what April and we're That's, done I think it's, we're yeah. pretty much done so as, as it gets as it started get, going you know longer dry longer hot we knew the window was gonna close in and we were gonna and, somehow pay in some way yeah. and then uh, the weather can't stay at that extreme mm-hmm. without swinging drastically. And then the reason end. we wanted the cold, because of one, stone fruit. Chill hours. Chill hours. Two, kills all the bugs. Man, <laughs> um, I mean, like, we like cold. I mean, but it was like, a, it was a big, I would say a month and a half stretch of just too, too nice. Yeah, hot and dry, so. Well, I don't usually have to treat my, you know, the cats that go outdoors, I usually don't have to treat them for fleas until probably about June or July. One of my cats has a flea allergy, and she, he, he's showing signs of it early, which means that it's going to be a brutal flea season because mm-hmm. they didn't get, you know, killed mm-hmm. early enough, however. <laughs> yeah, and I saw, I think it was January during that hot spell, I mm-hmm. saw the Borgata bugs Yeesh. in the garden in January because yep. it was hitting 80 and 90. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we're doomed because it's going to be a brutal. If we had Borgata in January, we we're going to have Borgata all year round so after uh six eight weeks of hot and dry mm-hmm. they predicted a cold snap it's uh so what this I think sunday the week ago sunday it was like 80 and then they said but by monday it was going to be 60 yeah so it went from we went yeah. to the huntington mm-hmm. it was like 80 mm-hmm. right and then right. they said by monday it was going to be a high of 58 and then we had the potluck on sunday we had it it was, it was getting cooler but was it, it was yeah. okay. I mean, we were going back to normal temps, mm-hmm. and the days are longer, and it's almost March, and you say, okay, how cold can it possibly get? Well, it got cold. So, all the, how do you say it? <laughs> all the summer crops have been put on hold. Uh, obviously, we couldn't cover the whole yard. Um, we covered the row covers, cover the, the new raised beds, so it's really easy to do, but it's almost impossible to cover. Uh, some of the corners of the yard so it got really really cold like how cold like so what was the nighttime temps i mean it was it was the it was black and things were black and blue in the morning yeah well we had the irony was that usually the cold snap is in the end of december early january 
and then to late January. Mm -hmm. So this was like a month late. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's March it's next late, week. Late and how cold it got this late in the season surprised me. It, I, I knew it was going to get cold. I just didn't think it was going to get that well, cold. Well, usually we, we get this kind of cold snaps like January. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that we expect this in January, then it kind of goes away. But So what, what, what month? I mean, we're... We're hitting next week. We're hitting March. Well, a lot of people say that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people talk. It's like, yeah, you know, it does get cold. Well, you know, in different areas, the, but it's not. It, it's you. This is like January cold. Yeah. Well, the irony was, the pea shoots were like 20. They toasted in the heat. <laughs> forty and then tubs frozen of pea shoots. Cold. <laughs> so forty tubs of pea shoots, and they're growing like crazy. Then it and got the eighty, and then mm -hmm. they got hit by mildew, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, they're done. So then I was going to transfer to peppers and tomatoes in the tubs. And then all of a sudden, I was getting ready to buy some plants. And I was like, okay. So well, I'll wait till next week. And bam, it hit. It hit a lot of stuff. The blue basil was bouncing back. The Lumberbino was sprouting. Oh, yeah. It was looking like spring out there. It was I was selling awesome. blue basil mm -hmm. again because the country club ordered blue basil. It was looking like, it was looking like blue basil looked African like... Blue, yeah. yeah well, it, you want to tell looks, it? I mean, because nobody can visualize it. What African it like? blue basil is not like African mush. black basil. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like mushed. Yeah. It's they're frozen. No more leaves. They're frozen. Yeah. They're like stumps I mean, with black leaves. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised that they were that growing that well just well, it was, summer, it was well, spring it was a beautiful spring and uh the birds that even the birds that you usually don't see in the winter were showing up mm -hmm. and particularly in some other area the visit they're like oh yeah the migratory birds are coming through so yeah we're on uh see starting monday we're on a week of now cold snap we're, every we, night every night every night there's ice we have cold pockets we're 10 degrees colder than predict so let's the, say they predict areas of the car the yard that are colder than yeah that. okay we're generally 10 degrees colder and then there's pockets of the yard that, that ice can stay even, all day yeah ice so i do have the row covers and then i have a tarp that goes onto it and then i would hose it down and then the water would freeze and make another blanket. well we had the problem we have is, is not only we had cold temperatures but the wind so the wind would bite through and, and then the or blow up your and what happens is as long as the wind moves you know nothing's going to freeze it's just cold but the wind stops yeah, when you're of asleep of like course and after it blew off all the covers then the wind stops and yeah. then that's when the and trouble it got, is it basically toasted the well, freeze dried the nasturtiums mm -hmm. oh yeah nasturtium all the nasturtiums they're, they're nice and succulent and just water well without the without rain we won't have any much nasturtiums but when nasturtiums came up are now frozen so mm -hmm. This is probably a first year I don't foresee a nasturtium yeah. season. I mean, I mean bounce it, back if we get some. If and we get no, some rain. And we need rain. If there, we get some rain. It's dry. On, you what? Scratch the surface and under it's dry. I think we had, the, they predicted rainfall. It was like Wednesday morning and, and they took, they keep morning it off. and it was like, somebody I joked, was somebody sneezed. Uh -huh. Basically, that's how yeah. wet it got. Somebody yeah. sneezed and then it was done. Didn't even trip off. And they predicted <laughs> rain this week and took they, it off. Yeah. They predicted three With days. All our six, five or six. What satellite days. Doppler technology? They still can't predict the weather. <laughs> we had, they predicted like four days of rain this week. It's not happening. Five days of rain this week, and now it's we're down happening. to twenty percent. Well, at least one thing: the Hope mountains did get some snow. I think. Yeah, they got some snow. So that's a good thing. That's well, that's that water is, for or for <laughs> that's water for this LA for the Gulf Coast. It was freezing, but it was. Winter, winter came back and and bit us in the butt. Yeah. Well, the we, but without have. the rain. Yeah. Which would have been nice. It's dry. It's still it's so co it's cold dry now. 
Yeah. So it was hot dry. Now it's cold dry. I think that I think the cucumbers I planted in the soil box rotted and froze. <laughs> I have and the basil in the greenhouse, okay. but I think the squash and the cucumbers are not coming up. No, it's too. So cold. they probably froze or rotted. They said, "Nope." <laughs> well, you need a bigger greenhouse. Hint, hint. No. Got a shuffle one, and where are you gonna put it? I think we have, uh, of all the raised beds, we've got four more left. So we uh, can do four, Explain what it is. We have four salad mix beds um, that go into our salad mix. We sell like 15, 20 But four more left, you were doing what? We were tra transitioning all the... From three by eight beds to, to three by 30 or 40 foot beds. So we knocked out a quarter of the yard and then a half the yard and then now we're down to a quarter, fifth, a tenth, whatever, left. So now the four beds that are remaining have salad mix in it. I'll pick them and then when they're done, I'll turn them over. But we have four more beds. And then all the drip irrigation be set up. Then I hook up the drip irrigation. Then I hook it up to timer. And then basically have it turn on at 12 to midnight to 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And then I can do the, and be automatic. That's the plan. No, hasn't quite got there that far yet because I'm in between things, trying to save beds, turn them over, and plant. So, uh, and then we got the freeze. So it's sort set of set you back how many how many weeks you think? The freeze probably six weeks, mm -hmm. easy. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just a little gun shy about planting another batch of putting out the basil that came up in the greenhouse, putting mm -hmm. out the tomatoes no, that come up in the greenhouse. Well. I'd say about six weeks, mm -hmm. um, but that would bring us to April. And then by the April comes around, then I'm behind. So somewhere between now and April, I have to plant some more cucumbers and tomatoes and peppers to get caught up. Because it was that late, that hard to freeze. Usually we have frost. This was a freeze. I mean, literally freeze. It hit the peas. It hit the basil. Um, and the broccolini. And surprisingly, it hit the broccoli. I thought it was a little bit hardier than that, but... Oh, and also hit a lot of the herbs as well. Oh, yeah, the mints got hit. Mm -hmm. Parsley. Tarragon. Parsley, cilantro, thyme, chamomile. Yeah, chamomile got hit pretty bad. The fennel. Yeah, so basically, then we had to adjust the farm box uh, thing because it was a night. I put it on the list and I. Sh yeah, whatever. No, that's what he. It's he, called it's farming. It's called farming, and it's called. You get a real job. No. Yeah. No, you look it's good. Called, if anybody get complains, you get it. what they got in their box, you just like. Have so you seen the weather? <laughs> you try. You, no. It's cold. Would you grow out there? No. Okay. No, but I think the pe people realize how. They don't realize how cold, it got, mm -hmm. and the backyard is about ten degrees colder. Gabriel, our farmer, he got snow. Mm -hmm. And he's at 3,000 feet. So he showed me pictures of his farm. Mm -hmm. And obviously, 18, 20 acres. He can't cover his place. He has a slope, so the hot air, mm -hmm. cold air drains. But he said his Swiss chard and collards got hit. So, um, what the about strawberries? Did he cover those? No, but they haven't quite got into oh, things. So they they're, can, I mean, they're, they, still, they're still bare root. So. They would uh, freeze the leaves, but not the... Mm -hmm. The fruit. Yeah. He said he was starting to pick fruit, mm -hmm. but now and then he was. We were sort of going to go in on the uh, tomatoes and peppers, mm -hmm. get an early chunk, but I think that 
sort of well, postponed. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we should have figured something was off, but it was just too good to be true. It was too warm. Um, like I said, 88. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. So I don't know. That just that's why we go to that one extreme. We still go with the weather whiplash. I call it. You think we're gonna get payback with rain or not? I mean, I don't. I don't think we're gonna. I think Gabriel we'll says be we're lucky done. We, yeah, we'll be lucky if we get four inches this year. I say, um, I, yeah, <laughs> lucky. That'd be a miracle. Lucky, <laughs> lucky if we get four inches. So. That'd be a miracle. Marley, Marley. just got underfoot. Stuck Sorry, in there. I was moving something. He's always He'll underfoot. Survive. He's got a little sweater on. <laughs> yes, his hand knitted sweater, his green hand knitted sweater with snowflakes. Right, Marley? Yeah, because he's gonna freeze yeah, he to death. Dog. There's no boyfriend crossing the dog, right? No, not that, not that stuff. So, but uh, yeah, oh, and then we're talking about the just before what saved us the house. Well, what saved us? What helped us with the cold was the the school surrounding us finally got around to cutting their tree. I know, hallelujah. So <laughs> yeah, they, they took it down, <laughs> and it immediately you could tell the difference in the house how warm oh, yeah. it was Wasn't you didn't like, need to fire boom, up those chilling cold and gray i mean it was cold but just because had that. our house is close to our property line and they planted these trees when they were really little tiny they planted them and, and i think i remember my dad he was looking over you know he's talking to the contractor who was building that place and landscape he looked at the paper the landscape architect he goes you're planting what where <laughs> and the guy you know he's looking at the guy's paper he's like carrot woods that close to the property line he's like no and you know but they can't do anything about it dad was like nope we're chopping all side when it gets over the fence we'll yeah. so all they the fence all the all the trees are actually a little bit left it, but well, they get too tall the they yeah the then sun. they get too tall and, and it, it gets cold so i mean you have a beautiful east, bay window when the sun comes east, in it's awesome east to southwest mm-hmm. east to west bitterly we're cold. surrounded by thing it doesn't make that much difference in the summer because mm-hmm. the sun just goes straight over the yeah. top mm-hmm. The but issue when is low, when the sun drops down on the horizon and barely gets out of the we, thing, really we don't get any us. sunlight. And then I worry Especially about... Especially in the morning, we like it. Well, because we have the, the beautiful... I mean, we that's what... The, the orientation of the house is great. And Dad always said that was... Because, you know, you just sit down, have breakfast, and the sun pours in. And in the kitchen. In the kitchen. I mean, the, where you usually congregate. And then I also worry about, you know, the animals, because the it's coop good. used to be the sunniest part of the yard. It always had the greatest, the greatest sun area and now with that those trees so i kind of have to you know i do tell the school you know for the sake of the chickens please cut the trees because it's health also reasons the driveway we have the boxes and mm-hmm. the peppers mm-hmm. that in the winter time because of the trees and because of the sun angle it's basically a useless yeah and then it affects i mean not solar. useless there's stuff there but it doesn't grow it affects our solar panels so we went from how much one kilowatt to eight in one day yeah that's yeah, what it, that's what happens because we don't get the sun at those trees so like, just, I don't, <laughs> that's what happens that's the with thing the we have a brick wall and urban farming there's shadows there's shade so people with acres they're like well stick in the middle and cut and then i mean the house casts shadows on the north side yeah but, but we, that we it's expect. fine you know you understood that but it's you know the house used to get sun. <laughs> so the school got a very good thank you, a very nice thank you note. And we said, signed <laughs> it you. from all the animals, the solar panels, and the garden. <laughs> so Yeah, those trees, they're, they're kind of trouble. <laughs> but it changed because of the angle of the sun. You don't realize it until the trees are gone. I mean, we knew it. It's almost like the house can breathe. Yeah. yeah. And the garden can breathe because the garden gets more sunlight. The chickens get more sunlight. And the solar gets more sunlight. And the so, humans get more sunlight. And the humans, yeah. <laughs> so, human sunflower business, over here. The solar panels are back in business. 
Well, I don't know. And I was thinking, because also going back to the Eagle Farm workshop and back to the cold and, and stuff like that, is that, uh, that we need coal for the stone fruit. You need that chill so to have fruit. So, And that's what that guy said was we're, our, our chill hours are getting less and less, and which we didn't have any cold, really cold weather. I said, I think beginning it was November maybe. I'd say November no, that was a cold. This cold. Not this no. cold. So, so we didn't really get chill well, hours. The irony was that I was ready to roll up the plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you the were gonna pack it was, away. <laughs> the plastic was hanging along the fence line with pony clamps mm-hmm. for two months. Uh-huh. And it then I was like, You're I like, need somebody. To put away. I need somebody to get the other side so I can fold them out. I brought out the rubber maids to store, and then I said, Oh, I'll, I'll fold them up. And then they've been on the beds ever since. So last. 10 days now. I mean, even in terms of clothing, I was looking at some of my coats. I'm like, I should just pack them away. Yeah. And I wore long (laughs) pants, socks, and boots. So you know how cold it was. (laughs) It's apocalypse. (laughs) When Justin wears pants and shoes, it's apocalypse. Okay, like I said, something was very, very wrong when it was January and I was sleeping with the bedroom window open. That's just wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was so warm. I was like going to put away my clothes. I was wearing flip-flops. And um, yeah, I mean, I was... Yeah, <laughs> yeah so wearing tank tops, and sweating. <laughs> I know, cause uh, yeah, that just was brutal. So yeah, then we went to so the you've been the raised beds. You're um, been bringing in a lot of plants. Um, we want to hopefully some getting try some earth. We're getting we visit, sweet. Well, we're visiting some of the stuff we used to grow. Yeah, like sweet woodruff, I think. Did we and you got tree tomato plant, again. No, those so. plants are mail order. They haven't come mm-hmm. in. Oh, they haven't come. Oh, yeah, about the right. tree We ordered tomato. them, but the tree tomatoes. I mean, we used to have those, and yeah. then I saw, oh, we just yeah. got new ones. They're leftover from last year, and they survived the freeze, so hopefully, again, we'll Yeah, we used to the grow house. them until the 2008 freeze, I think. Seven, Seven. Yeah. 2007 the freeze. LA Times one. The yeah, one the 2007 freeze. They're, they're, cool, they're cool plants. They're and so when Justin said he had them again, I was like... They survived barely. They sort of got stunted. But the thing is, what I'm concerned about is the fig tree was um, busting out. The grapes are busting out, the pomegranates are busting out, mm-hmm. and the lemon is busting out, and all these things, and, and they get hit that by that cold. Well, I just want to know. It. We well, won't you, know. You for won't a know. You know, honestly, the impact of this freeze could be felt months later when yeah. the plants don't just don't produce. Yeah, then that meant that in the guavas mm-hmm. and all that, it could be like, mm-hmm. oh wow, that's what we really did. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, not just immediate. It's later. Yeah, and there's just the leaves, like um, the leaves. So they got the nasturtiums, not a big deal. They'll, you can, they'll bounce, or if we get some rain, they'll bounce back. Um, I did notice some of the guavas mm-hmm. got hit because they're dropping the leaves. Mm-hmm. So the Indian pink guavas, the white guavas. Yeah, so they may not fruit. Yeah. They might you be too stressed. Yeah. yeah. You don't, we won't know. Um, they, they need chill hours. This Some fruit trees need chill hours. But at the appropriate time. <laughs> but if they're sprouting and blooming and growing, I'm not sure if it'll help. And let's hope it doesn't hurt. Yeah, them. and then you were trying to debate whether what to do with like the older trees. Some of the citrus trees that we have are almost 20 years old. You know, whether you take them, you know, and start over again. You know, because some of them are dealing with old trees too. Yeah, you know? well, it's not the issue is that plus the chill hours plus the wacky weather drought. plus now back I into can a do more. I can maybe put five crops in that versus one tree crop. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Most of our, we have the avocado, oh, the avocado tree was blooming, who knows if that Oh, it may too. not, it may not bloom. Fortunately, it was up against the house. The avocado was blooming. Yeah, and that's the, the one wind, that, that's the one that fruits in December, right? Uh, Wait. 
like July that. And August, yeah, there's yeah. oh yeah. But it blooms now. It blo it's been blooming for the last two months. Yeah. So we don't know the, the wind, impact. The wind could have. The wind could mm -hmm. a lot of flowers drop. Mm -hmm. The wind, the freeze, and we'll find out. The impact will be felt felt for a long time. Yeah. I mean, we had some volunteer Titodia Mexican sunflowers Black. that were three feet tall. They're just like zapped. They're done. Nasturtium is done. Um, then the guava leaves are starting to fall oh, down. Oh, and you started growing some um, because one of the restaurants, uh, the restaurant that I work um, with, they want uh, us to provide little table flowers. And so you planted some. Um, you planted some like cutting flowers. Yeah, that's bad over here. Yeah, nails. Yeah, they, they, they got toast. Wow. Like wildflowers should not get nailed down. That, that was yeah. really bad. That must, that's a cold pocket there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I didn't know. It turned it to a green mush. Uh, I probably have to replant that one. Yeah. I don't know if any of them survived. Yeah, so. I had three different mixes. I had, mm -hmm. the, I had two out front mm -hmm. and one in the corner here. The one here, mm -hmm. zapped. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's gone. I mean, I don't know if that one's going to even come back. I know. But this was like the year we were like, okay, let's try like specifically grow cut flowers because this restaurant would buy so many bouquets every week. Like they the, want they that. want the wild, so, looking the wild stuff, looking stuff. So we're like, okay, stuff. we'll do, we'll, 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 you know, a lot, a um, couple beds to cut flowers now. So well, yeah, it was, almost was like a cover crop. It was a, yeah, basically a cover crop. You rotated. Right? It was a corn. It was too shady for vegetables, so I got a shady, shady wildflower mm -hmm. mix. Put it in there. It was growing like crazy, and mm -hmm. then I know it just turned into a green mess. It's mess. also like the warm bin, like chicken coop area, so you don't really grow like food in that yeah. area. Yeah, it's just a compost. Basically, it's a compost. compost yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. generally a compost. Yeah, so, so growing wild cut flowers, in you know, makes pile. in a compost pile. You don't have to worry about you know the food touching compost. Yeah, so that makes sense. And then somebody was talking about, like I said, we're still as as it is been dealing with dad and since the longest time, and I'd say the last ten years have been noticeable. Uh, of just the weather whiplash, the weather change, and, and what did that um, one yeah, guy one said of, to you? Uh, one of our the chefs from the caterers we work with came over and saw all the edible flowers and all this stuff and says, oh, so what are you doing? The, you know, he's asking about tomatoes and summer crops. I said, well, our cash crop in the winter is salad mix, and then I said tomatoes. And I said, yeah, he's like, looking for heirlooms and he said the heirlooms at the store are watery they got all the colors but they don't have any taste he says uh his words was he hasn't had a good crop of tomatoes in eight years and we were and just we should, that's about that's right, about, that's yeah. right. Yeah. we were just that's like about, that's right and he, did, and he and he that's that he doesn't do for a living he's i know a chef. Mm -hmm. and and that was it's about been right. eight years since some reason the tomatoes just don't grow anymore it's like I don't even remember. I I said yeah, and I think I said oh yeah. I had those beautiful pictures of those gorgeous heirloom tomatoes. It was just like rainbow colors, and it was just like, you know, just stunning of this all the variety. Now it's just like that's it, <laughs> you know. So it's just like you never figure that out. And then what is um, mm. you know what, you know what, reminds me is that when I was in Eco Farm, um, that the tone of the people. The, there was a couple people who gave workshops. Their tone was they've been farming for about 10 years and that they're cutting back, you know, they're cutting back a couple things. They're cutting back their operations or closing down and moving on. Too, they said it's too much time or moving on to other things. So here we've been at it at this place almost 25, 25 years. I mean, we've been here 30 selling years. Produce, selling produce. Yeah, and stuff like that. But so. What kind of was disheartening because 
they've been at in a shorter time, but it's that 10 year, you know how we say it's, it's that 10 year. It's a 10 year grace it's that period. It's 10 year thing. Yeah. And so they were After saying. 10 years, everything goes to heck. Right. So one former, <laughs> she was up there and she said, well, we're scaling back. We don't know if we want to do this moving on to other things. I'm so I'm just like, so y'all, y'all tried it and it worked kind of, but. But things get old. The things get old. get old. And so. Things get hotter. So it's a challenge. It's almost like a 10 year. documentary. You said all the old, the old farmers. Yeah. The people that want to get started into it, mm-hmm. but they can't afford the land and they can't afford the. Uh, it's only it's like a ten. Yeah. Can't afford can't afford the land, can't afford the thing. So, uh, people that want to get started. Yeah. You recommend it? No. <laughs> Don't quit no. your day job. That's for sure. So. <laughs> you know, the thing is, you have to love it. Yeah. And then yeah, it's it's yeah, pervasive challenges, so and then you can't like I said put all your eggs in one basket. So when we have with our. We have, it's a multi-farm CSA. Could we could not do it in this with this small property, you know, by ourselves? Well, it would be really boring. And mm-hmm. the other farms that we work with help. How do you say? I said I like to say the hills and valleys of farming. Mm-hmm. The more farms you get involved, the less hills and valleys you have. It helps mm-hmm. make it flatter. Mm-hmm. I mean, there'll always be hills and valleys like hit and miss, freeze, dry, mm-hmm. hot, dry crop failure, but we're able to, we have a good mix of farms. We have fruit guy, food guy, I mean, produce guy, veggie guy, that we're able to mix and match in a good mix. Mm-hmm. So, so far it's worked. Past yeah. couple of years. Well, how long that's going to last, um, we don't know. We, fortunately, we had, good news is, we had a lot of subscribers that we shut it down until we got another fridge. We were able to score cheap fridge on Craigslist and got a second one so then we opened up the registration so now we're up to uh, 60 signups and they don't do every week so some people like every other week some people or every two weeks um, so we have about we went from 25 boxes a week to approximately 35 boxes a week give or take and then fortunately or unfortunately we had one week was like 50 boxes and it was a good week with that nice weather and the nice harvest mm-hmm. we were able to pull out 50 boxes with the fridge we were able to put 25 in each fridge so, so technically doubled it mm-hmm. because of the it was so it was so warm there's the fridge <laughs> uh, the second it says hi I guess the period Here I am, guess yeah. Right. yeah so um, we're able to it scared me how warm and how soon it was mm-hmm. because then I looked on Craigslist and got one pretty good price pretty good condition so the irony is I got that because of the warm weather now when I go in in the fridge it feels like it's blowing hot what hot air mm-hmm, that's so how, how, how cold it is the mm-hmm. fridge is at 38 yeah the fridge is warm yeah because it's not gonna yeah it's, it's a fridge not a freezer yeah <laughs> so the fridge you open the fridge and it says is this fridge on you're gonna sit in the <laughs> fridge and go "Ooh, this is warm <laughs> <laughs> Some of our friend who lives in Alaska, she said the, the the refrigerator. It's not they have to put their stuff outside to freeze it because the refrigerator is warm. <laughs> they put the stuff in the refrigerator to prevent the stuff from freezing. So the irony is that to prevent the the vegetables or citrus that Gabriel would buy bring on mm-hmm. Tuesday night for the farm box, I had to put in the fridge so that it wouldn't mm-hmm. freeze. Yeah. And then when you open the fridge, it's a blowing hot air, and you're like. This thing on, so yeah. My motto is I can't live anywhere that's 
colder than the fridge. So. <laughs> well, a little okay. bit. Uh, my well, guidelines. a little too Californian <laughs> Southern here. Guidelines. I do. Guidelines. Yeah, I, I, I do not live yeah. in cold. I can well, tolerate cold for a short amount of time. And like I said, we're, we're still trying to, the, the farm boxes are evolving. And so, when, you know, the eco farm was some, some ideas I, you know, shared with you, you in the last episode. But I think with our farm box program, it's unique because, you know, they're, they're getting value, really good value, and it's a customized pro- program. So they get what they, they pretty much get what they order. Yeah, and it's a multi-farm. Yeah. yeah. It's a multi-farm and food artisan. So we pull the bread, this broth. We could even get more. We used to have a granola lady. Like I said, I can even reach out to other people. I'm not, I might have to start doing that. But my, one of my ideas um, was to actually lay the contents out of a, of a $25 box and say, if you bought this at, you know, whole paycheck, it would cost you. And one guy said he thinks it would cost, um, you know, easily maybe, not to say double, but near double to what you're getting. So the yeah, value well, is yeah, pretty Yeah, I'm generous good. on the proportions and stuff. Uh, you think? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so, this, so what did you do? So I came back. And Justin goes, no, it's, it's man hands. No, see, it's man hands bunch. See, yeah. there's a bunch that you have, and there's there's man hands bunch, and then you there's you're a little generous. No, you're a little you're generous because I'm like two ounces. Hands. This is person two ounces. No, you're like, man hands. No, give a bigger bunch. <laughs> like this is two ounces. No, the bigger bunch. I'm like okay. But so so the, like I said, the one lady that gave the the talk at the at the Eagle Farm, she said. You increase prices by a little bit or decrease the bunch size, so um, we'll have to... Yeah, so far, so far, this so week is going to... Yeah, girl, girl hand, hand, girl hand, hand bunches. bunches. Girl hand bunches versus man hand bunches. <laughs> or what's no, woman. Pri- what's your price? No, it has to be woman hands. Man, man hands. hands. Oh, I have big hands, too. Huh? What's your price on your bundles? <laughs> I have I have big. <laughs> what is the price? 150 for your bundles, $3 for mine? Yeah, you, you're too generous, I, I say. That's I People know. are getting a steal, and people have to know that. I know. You're, so the question sucker. is, go up in price, go down in the bunches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fortunately, or unfortunately, there has been a few challenges with uh, supply and demand. This week would prob- is probably the toughest week because of the cold, mm-hmm. um, because we had to take some items off the list because of the cold. Mm-hmm. So there's less selection. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we have a great group of customers that like mix and match mm-hmm. they don't all go for if we had 60 people order 60 bunches of kale <laughs> that would be almost impossible to provide however it's a good mix so this week for some reason they ordered 10 loaves of bread from karen because i think it's cold because it's super Everybody cold weather <laughs> so Butter and usually it goes for three <laughs> from uh two to three loaves a week this week it went from that to 10 and then we had that with the broth mm-hmm. that one lady said if you saw the email got in today she oh, said I didn't the, see that. Uh, the email. Shelly said oh. the broth was a lifesaver to the family got two families that got flu really wow see that, that's, like, that's so what they're coming in on, for rest for yeah it depends broth, on broth, you know. how cold it gets mm-hmm. yeah and how cold it gets yeah yeah and it's getting cold yes. just yes. as justin reaches for a blanket to, yeah, shut up. to put on his shorts <laughs> short his shorts. shorts no he doesn't have short shorts he has short shorts. shorts i have shorts um yeah we're sitting outside in the garage and so as you can tell the new fridge is Keep background in. background noise and marley um but um yeah and then so you were working i forgot to ask you you were working on um doing the raised beds and you've been doing a lot of um 
because our soil, like I said, we've got a lot of soil from the from the from the chicken coop compound, but you're also um, boosting it with some stuff. Yeah, well, it's two by t- two by twelve, um, so it's twelve inch beds, and brought in two pallets of rock dust and compost mm-hmm. that's a little bit more concentrated. Mm-hmm. Two or three pallets, I don't know, something like that. No, two pallets, okay. A little bit of compost, a little bit of rock dust, and just to give, no matter how much compost and things do, mm-hmm. the worm castings or rock dust give it a boost. So we remineralize it. It's been about five years since we've done it. And I noticed the difference in the beds that were done versus the beds that weren't. I don't know if it's just because the deeper, how deep it is, or the rock What are you noticing? Less, less, uh, what do you call it? More growth and less bug damage, I don't know how to say that. So yeah, basically you're giving them a mineral boost and it makes the plant stronger. Yeah. So it's almost like, you, you know, like what do they call those? Power? What do they call it? Yeah, they, what are they, all one, what are multi-tablets that people take? You know, yeah. all one thing. So you're just... It's it, about every, I mean, we used to do it every couple of years, but with a lot of things going on, it's been about five years since we remineralized. Mm-hmm. And one reason why we did it is because the beds were maxed out. There was no room to add it. Mm-hmm. We're at the soil we're at the level of the thing, so the, there was no room to add it. Mm-hmm. So with the new 12, two by 12 beds, there is a couple inches, and surprisingly, it's almost filled up already, so. And we haven't even, we have have even, have you even touched the coop? We haven't even touched the coop. <laughs> and that's about 20 trugs, at I least. Know. Yeah, that, that'll go, if I have time, <laughs> that'll go on the bottom of doing? the pepper, pepper <laughs> tubs, when I put oh, it on right. the bottom, it doesn't have yeah. to be finished. Uh-huh. Because sometimes the wheatgrass gets mm-hmm. sprouting yeah. stuff. I mean, the chicken, what do you wheat. Call it? chicken wheat mm-hmm. grains. So if I put it in the bottom of the tubs, it would be able to not sprout yeah. and not cause so much uh, weeding. So uh, fortunately, they look pretty good when you, you can't tell the yard right now. But if you take the plastic off, mm-hmm. and they're little, little nice little warm little place. Mm-hmm. It's they look pretty good. I'm gonna. Um, leave to put up the chickens. Uh, speaking of chickens, what, what are we gonna do about? It? We have all the rescues. That's the problem with. Maybe we can talk about. We're getting about older. Chicken we're getting older and running out of space. Uh, let's see, with that, one more bed. Yeah, I mean that's that's always been the problem with urban farming is, you know, if you don't kill your old hens. Um, I mean, I'm yeah. I mean, I'm picking up rescues here and there. I usually raise chicks every four to five years. But um, it's more the challenge is not because of the rescues; it's more of the time and time and energy at the moment. Because um, there's room, we have room. There's always room for, for there's always room for chickens. What are you talking about? But it's it's just the time and energy. There's a lot going on, and as with new babies, you have to devote some time to it. And I, you know, I'm not going to be stupid and you know stick baby chickens in here when you know things are a little bit chaotic and there's a lot to handle. But it's not, it's not, it's not yeah, it's not, it's help. a lot going on. It's not so much the space or the rescues. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just knowing that I'm a little stretched thin mm-hmm. and knowing your limitations at the moment. Yeah. And I'm not against it. And I'm, I've got it in my mind and my, in my yeah. heart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thinking of you know, doing volunteers and having more of a system. Uh, I'm 
I think I want to redesign the coop house yeah. and deal with some stuff first. I'm kind of letting things rest. Because after, I mean, it's almost like a fallow for me. It's mm -hmm. fallowing the chickens for the moment, and okay, re-examining things, uh, making it more efficient, making it more um, the coop area, the feeding, everything more efficient, easier to maintain. And at this moment, I can't put baby chicks in that right. while I'm working on making everything better. better yeah. So that's you working on. Yeah, it's not some. Yeah, stuff. it's not the space. It's mm -hmm. I'm just following bringing in babies because they take mm -hmm. a lot of time. Mm -hmm. It just is. Yeah. So and maybe next working, year. I'm working. You're you're doing. Yeah, it's stuff, it's so. it's not so much that once I'll get everything set mm -hmm. with the you know with the feeding and the, you know because things changed we, you know you started with the coop in one area, <laughs> and it worked and then things change and the things that worked four years ago don't work now. So it's like re-examining everything. Uh, there was a concern there about the trees of New Horizon, whether there was a um, whether they were going to cut the trees. So I didn't want to, you know, sun is good for chickens. Well, just like baby yeah. plants. Yeah. It's just baby plants, and just like baby plants take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm still things. taking rescues. If, I mean, somebody if somebody says, you know, chicken, I'll take them in because they're they're not as time consuming as little babies. Little babies, you know, you have to kind of like it's like not changing a diaper. You have to change the big box diaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like oh, it's, all it's like with the uh, had a little bit extra time and went to nurseries and stuff just to see what was out there because it's been a while since able to get. full-size plants like was whether the question is get more roses get some grapes or get more fruit trees so it was it went to Home Depot went to the local nursery went to have to go to San Gabriel and Lincoln but the they had one I told you about the pineapple guava oh yeah you told me but you haven't told that five gallon one stick one stem pineapple guava 30 bucks and I'm like, this is a huge amount. We have like 20 of them in the front Sometimes garden. we rip them out. Yes, it's volunteers. <laughs> like, go, nope, they're not growing there. Pull that one out. <laughs> but I was looking for grapes that are resistant to Pierce disease. Yeah. Um, some less citrus. I start to hate citrus just because of the high maintenance and they don't lose their leaves. And the root system is pretty aggressive. And then the question is like, figs are great. But, but they, they spread too. The root system's pretty aggressive too, so... Um, there was a hole in the hedge out front that uh, we moved the strawberry guavas because they kept falling on the sidewalk. So then we tried to move some brush cherries yeah. that were too big, and I thought it was going to rain. I thought it was going to be cold, so they didn't quite... They got really hot right after that. Just after a chance, but uh -huh. it just dried up. So it was too big, root-bound, so I tried it. So it was a big six-foot gap, so I was able to fill it in with some fruit sage, um, hummingbird sage and some variegated lavender I found. I don't know how usually variegated doesn't grow mm -hmm. as fast as the regular one, but they look dynamite. It's like just the leaves by itself. I don't yeah. know what they're going to French variegated mm -hmm. lavender. Mm -hmm. They had like 20 of them there. I was tempted to get more, but I controlled myself. <laughs> you controlled yourself. So proud of you. Well, just face it out. That's all. Like, I know, we have, I, there was a lot it's, more it's, improvements. I mean, the yard looks amazing considering. Yeah. No, roses. This question is, get more roses. I mean, whether people came by the other day on Sunday, that had, the Adams hadn't been around in a long time. And she yeah. was just no, like, it's been because of the because of the changes, and then mm -hmm. cut back. edible flowers and the pineapple guavas are cut back, and then four, well, 
I spent all my time on it, so it should look good. But, um, but considering, it looks pretty good. So we do have our first, we do have a tour coming up, so we're trying to uh, fix some things out, fix some corners, clean up some of the mess, and then one thing that we used to do years ago for film shoots or commercials and stuff, we dad would go get DG. And a scoop of DG is like 20 bucks, 25, and it just, it just fills in all the areas. So that, you know, DG is decomposed, decomposed granite. granite. It's all it's pathways. It's all our pathways. It's all the places that we keep the weeds down. And yeah, what happens is, you know, it gets over trampled. Time, over time, dirt it's, mixes yeah, in with it. It doesn't look as good. Over time, it gets swept into the beds. And trampled and trampled and trampled. So we're able to get two scoops, and it looks. For not being green, it just changes everything. Yeah, it's always it's about that, you know, little it, touch and the neatness and... We I forgot how good it looks because we used to do that before our commercial or mm -hmm. photo shoot. Mm -hmm. And just, just a new coat on the pathways, mm -hmm. you should see it. it looks yeah, really it good. I mean, it's under plastic, but... You know. No, it's... I can... I saw... It's so good it's stuff. Nice. It's nice. It makes all the difference, you know, after... I mean, if you can't... I mean, it was... It, yeah, it's just... It, it's something you have to, yeah. It's something it's you have years. to replenish every once in a while, particularly with all the, the mucking and the dirt. It's not like a show garden; it, it's just always trampled. Well, but yeah, I, mean, I know it's, it's just the, the baby chicks are kind of in my thing. I saw a bunch of them the other day, and I was just like, oh. mm -hmm. <laughs> but I can't right now. I know my limits, and that's I guess that's a you know, a, a challenge or a lesson to learn is, you know, over you can overextend and then. You lose things mm -hmm. and so I, I know I can't handle them at this time until I get the you know new coupe design yeah and then I mean might have to like I said we'll probably continue on things we can talk about maybe in the next segment the bees because I don't if I start we start mom and I'm yeah, like, it's gonna be yeah. off on that and then you talk about that and then talk about I don't know if you want to talk about Betty now or well, well, let's see well we had I mean with people coming by again um I have, we had some, you know, sad news and, you know, a musician friend of ours who's been helping us at the homestead. He's been helping with the garage. Yeah, listen to the podcast. Yeah, listen to the podcast. Um, he lost his younger sister, so um, wanted to, you know, he came by and, you know, sent our condolences to him and his family, um, you know, because they're friends his, of ours. Uh, his, he talked about it. She, you know. 61. It was 61, but she, like, Threw herself kids. in a lot of work and constantly, she, she didn't know how to stop. And he said, mm -hmm. he and his wife are trying to take make efforts to have a Sabbath day or stop, mm -hmm. because I mean I she accomplished a lot of things, but literally accomplished a lot of things and, and could not take it at some point. And so it's it's all about taking care of yourself too. And that's yeah. you know. And he he gave us a little like talk because he's in his sixties and he's just like you know take time off step back you know i know you want to get everything done <laughs> it's like so and then justin what did you say after you said did you what did you tell me did you yeah, see well because local harvest will use their software for the farm boxes and stuff and i usually they don't send out an email looks like very often but they did and they touched on some of the issues that we're having that they're having or this lady is relating so yeah, so you just, said Justin read it out, and it was um, Logo Harvest Newsletter. Um, I don't know if I can read the whole thing, but it's a path, the different path to health. And um, it's a Benton proverb tells um, the secret to a long life is eat half, walk double, laugh triple, and love without measure. 
so and this, the lady writing the uh, newsletter says, it goes, this, this has been my mantra the last few months as I embark on a new chapter in my life, focusing on cultivating more self-love and personal health. I think a lot of us here in the local harvest community are interested in health, both per, on a personal level and community level and a planetary level. But you all, but you always must start from within. You can't save the world while you're crumbling from the inside. And what have we said? You can't it's save yourself if you're drowning. drowning. No, so you can't save all those. self are if you're drowning. So we said the same thing. So you can't show love to others while you secretly loathe yourselves. It may appear selfish to work on yourself, but it, indeed it is the most generous thing you can do. We want you around for the long haul. And that's what the ego farm said. What did that guy say at the ego mm-hmm. farm? If you have to be sustainable, you have to, your your operation and your thing has to be around in 25, 50, 100 years. So um, you are the agent of change that is most important. Everyone's journey to self-care and mental health is different. Um, there and then so the practices so it just says one to one take time to pause number two spend time outdoors every day try to walk set limits on your screen time eat a healthy breakfast you know she you know they're they're all going into about a paragraph but I'm just and then embrace idle time um, schedule that and we try to we do we that do Sabbath. we do our Sabbath, Sabbath to take a day off we're closed we mm-hmm. shut down we veg out yeah. on we literally <laughs> shut down <laughs> Um, and give gratitude. mentally, yeah. no, sorry, it's just like, don't talk to me. No, <laughs> no more people, no more talking. I know, it's like, I'm silence. Silence. Um, we take a day of rest. I know, it's like a day day of rest, and sometimes Annie's and I, we joke, because we, we would go walking on those Saturdays, well, and it's like, we just didn't talk, it was just like, yeah, no, but, all right, yeah. just like, don't talk. Well, good, right? But we did enjoy two outings. If you say take time off, we went to the Huntington, and for Linda's birthday. Uh, for Linda's birthday, hunting garden is beautiful there. I, I mean, just it's, it's, it's still it's still stunning. Years, um, um, and then we went the next day. We went to Desconto for their um, they had another like a camellia. Birthday. Yeah, another friend's birthday, and they had Shakespeare in the park. Uh, Shakespeare sonnets under the camellias under the oak trees. Yeah, I'm another one coming up. Yeah, so it was it was kind of cool. So we did, um, you know, by celebrating, you know. Um, celebrating with others and taking time off you know to appreciate you know we have so many great um you know uh, gardens around Pasadena number six was give um, gratitude daily for something no matter how small it seems and then number seven no matter how frazzled upset or sad you might be there's always good to um good food to lift the spirits so amen yes we that. are that amen to that so <laughs> chocolate, chocolate ice cream cheese and chocolate um <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so then she uh, closes. There are a few more positive habits I'm working on cultivating, such as calling friends and families more often. And we try to do that with our potlucks, make time for laughter, reading spiritual texts, keeping my house decluttered, which is a constant struggle, but we're trying to do that. That's my um, belief. Yeah. I hope you will, um, you too will make time for your own healthy habits and continue to cultivate self-love and inner peace with love, Rebecca. So that was from the local harvest um, newsletter. And so I thought it was perfect timing, um, especially with all that's going on. You know, we have to take time and, and do that. So we're trying to do that in between everything else. Um, yeah, the irony of it said is sometimes I get, I don't want to say, don't want to say greedy, but. Mm-hmm. Motivated. <laughs> motivated, the time is short and want to do like 10 things at once. So unfortunately, I can't do 10 things at once. So if I'm able to accomplish one thing a day, it's a miracle. Uh, they're able to, that's the hardest part is picking what to do and what not to do for me. Because I have a you know, to-do list that's never ending. And it just seems like 
picking and choosing what, okay, what goes first, maybe, so what to do first. Yeah, so. because, of, I mean, the to-do list is for forever. So um, we still have some more things we're going to cover because we haven't covered everything in the happenings because there's been a lot more happening. So we're going to um, continue this conversation uh, part for two. part two. And so um, we'll, we'll catch you on the, the other side, the <laughs> flip side. All right, so thank Bye. you again for tuning in, and, um, yeah, catch you later. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in until next time. This is Annie East. Jordan. Keep Keep on growing. Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.